Good afternoon and welcome to the Betsy and Walter Stern Conference Center here at Hudson Institute uh, for today's special program featuring uh, Congresswoman uh, Anna Eshoo, the ranking uh, member on the House uh, com uh, Communications and Technology Subcommittee. I'm Ken Weinstein, President uh, and CEO of S Hudson Institute, and we're delighted to welcome uh, uh, Congresswoman Eshoo uh, here at the Hudson. She's well known to us both for her leadership on telecommunications issues as well as on international religious liberty issues, especially with regard to Christians in the Middle East, a subject that is near and dear to our hearts here at Hudson. Uh, this program today is part of the Center for uh, the Economics of the Internet, which is directed by my colleague, uh, senior fellow Harold Furchgott Roth, himself a former member of the FCC, former FCC commissioner. We also have the dean of uh, the telecommunications law activity in Washington, D.C. with us, uh, former FCC uh, chairman. chairman Dick Wiley with us. And we're honored to have him with us. Uh, and let me, uh, by, let me turn the microphone over to my colleague, uh, Rob McDowell, himself also a former uh, federal communications commissioner, a man who served with great distinction, appointed by two separate presidents, uh, by George W. Bush and by Barack Obama. Uh, and Rob had a uh, long and distinguished uh, tenure on the Federal Communications Commission as a market-oriented reformer, but someone who worked, at, worked effectively across party lines to get uh, significant uh, business done at the FCC. And we're very fortunate to have him with us here at Hudson as a visiting fellow. And also, uh, I should congratulate Rob on his uh, other big activity, which is being a partner at the law firm of Wiley Ryan. And so on that note. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Weinstein. And thank you, everybody, for coming. And most of all, many thanks to the Congresswoman. So this appearance has been somewhat uh, snake bitten. Um, <laughs> it was supposed to have been in May. And then I got kidney stones. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I even offered, I'll do it, you know, with pain. And she's like, are you kidding? You know, go to your doctor. And then uh, it was supposed to have been in June. And then the uh, House Judiciary Committee called me to testify, and I told them no. And she said, what, are you crazy? Go testify. So uh, then we rescheduled it for today. Then the Senate Judiciary Committee called me to testify, and I said, look, <laughs> this is getting crazy. It cannot be the 18th. I'll do it any day in September except the 18th. I don't think that's why they picked yesterday to have that hearing, but anyway, <laughs> they did. So this is a great honor for Hudson, and I, I'm going to say at the outset, um, bec not only for her work on technology issues, and we're going to mainly focus on that, but uh, I'd love to have you back at some point. You don't need to agree now. I'm putting you on the spot a little bit. But uh, your work on religious liberty is huge, and you've been a tremendous leader, not just in the Congress, not just in the country, but in, in the world on those issues. And um, Hudson does a lot of work in that area. So we'd love to have you back uh, for some of those events. I would love to come events. on that issue. Yeah. Thank you and very much for uh, everything that the Institute has done. Thank you. So the Congresswoman represents the innovation capital of the world. Uh, she is the likely ranking member of the full committee, um, uh, if not chair, uh, depending on what happens uh, in November. Um, she was born in uh, Connecticut and is of Assyrian and Armenian heritage. Um, and she worked her way up the hard way through uh, civic um, duties and contributing to society and being elected to the San Mateo County Board of Supervisors. And I point that out because I think those jobs are among the hardest and thankless in public service. Um, and so the fact that you did that and then were chair or president of that board um, speaks volumes. And this was uh, long before being elected to Congress. 
Um, but as I mentioned, she's also um, been a leader on religious uh, li uh, liberty issues. Um, and she authored an amendment to H.R. 2601 uh, requesting that, quote, special attention should be paid to the welfare of Caldo Assyrians and other indigenous Christians in Iraq. Um, and uh, she is, as a, an Assyrian and Armenian uh, American, I think you're the only one in the Congress who, oh, can, yeah. uh, who can say that you're of uh, both um, heritages. Uh, but she uh, is co-chair and co-founder of the Religious Minorities in the Middle East Caucus. Um, so uh, there's lots to talk about there. That's the teaser for an event which we hope to have later. David, if that's okay, do that. So I would just like to, can we maybe start talking about some hot topics in the Whatever communication like. space? Okay, fantastic. Well, this has been a big week uh, for news in the net neutrality space. Yes. So Monday marked the uh, closing of the reply comment uh, period at the FCC. Uh, I think uh, just this week alone, there are three congressional hearings on the topic one way or the other. Mm -hmm. uh, the FCC is having a number of field hearings. Uh, there are lots of ideas. Uh, the uh, FCC has now finally <clears throat> broken its record for the most comments filed at the FCC. Previously, that was uh, due to the Janet Jackson wardrobe malfunction. I so, remember that. Uh -huh. I think we can say this one's a little bit more complex and substantive, this, uh, this <laughs> issue. Um, but uh, it was over 3 million. I don't remember the exact number. Um, but a lot of ideas are in the record at the FCC all across the board. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And uh, some are more thoughtful than others. But would love to get your thoughts on how you think the FCC should proceed. Well, it, uh, let me start out by saying thank you to you. Uh, uh, to Commissioner McDowell, who, uh, as uh, he was being introduced, uh, you might have seen me uh, nodding. Um, we met when he came to the commission and then came to uh, testify before our committee. Uh, and uh, uh, that's how we came to know one another, to work with each other. Um, and uh, I, I can say um, with all of the uh, sincerity in the world, that uh, uh, we became very good friends. And I will always be an admirer, uh, admirer of his uh, because he's a man of integrity. And uh, these, uh, none of these decisions are easy to make and you're subjected to the winds that blow in different directions. But uh, um, I'm really delighted to be here. I cherish the invitation both because it's the Hudson Institute and it's you, uh, Chairman Wiley. It's uh, wonderful to see you. Uh, the former commissioner that's here, all of you, it's, uh, it's wonderful to be with you. This is a $64,000 question about what the FCC should do about the whole issue of net neutrality. Now, going back to, uh, and I brought it with me because I don't remember uh, directly my quotes, but back in, in 2010, uh, and we've been caught on the ropes for a long time. I mean, a decade has gone by with um, decision indecision. Uh, the commission taking um, a, um, uh, a decision, uh, then the decision being challenged, going to the courts, then you wait and wait and wait to see what the court's going to do, then it comes back and the commission under uh, different uh, uh, leaders, but still it's the commission that has to wrestle with it, trying to thread the legal needle so that it will pass muster. I think a lot of time has been wasted. At this stage of the game, um, uh, we are the greatest, most powerful uh, in terms of ideas, in terms of innovation, in terms of who and what we are, our values, greatest country on the face of this earth. And 10 years or more um, in the 21st century is too long 
on one thing. And, and most people don't even know what the heck this term means, net neutrality, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> I tried to change that, and I got something else from it. But uh, at any rate, in the hearings that we've had on this, um, uh, and, and the chairman was there, uh, and the chairman was the only one, Chairman Wheeler, um, on the heels of his proposal, which was met by, let's put it mildly, a firestorm. People didn't like it. And the, the website crashed at the FCC. Says something about our internal IT systems and the federal government, too. <laughs> That's a whole nother Hudson Institute <laughs> examination. But at any rate, um, uh, uh, people do not like it. They don't like it, and I don't think you can go into any room or any audience honestly and ha pose the question, are you for blocking? Are you for discrimination? You're not going to see one hand go up. So it's, it's a matter of how we achieve this. We have to pass legal muster. That's what it is. Now, when he was there and uh, uh, Title II was brought up, oh, my God, there was a, uh, uh, obviously on the Republican side, and, I mean, I listened very carefully because you, it, all of this means something. It, it starts, it's instructive uh, about what you might be able to do, what you might not be able to do. It was like a firestorm. Title II is uh, the old, old, um, uh, heavy regulatory hand. Uh, uh, we can't go near that. It should be done a different way. Um, you know what I'm convinced of is that many people don't read very much anymore. There are 47 sections in Title II, 47 sections. I don't know how many people that have offered these heavy-handed decisions or, uh, you know, impressions, I don't think they've read it. Um, now, do I think that there is heavy-duty regulation entitled to? There is. But we don't need that. We don't need that. There's one section that stood out to me, 202. It's very brief. It has maybe six sentences in it, and it goes directly to um, uh, uh, discrimination. It doesn't use the word blocking, but... Uh, uh, I think if you uh, uh, if we have a light touch, and uh, you re uh, it would have to be reclassified, obviously broadband. But in my view, uh, people don't get up in the morning and say, "Oh my God, this was reclassified." What they want, they want choice, they want uh, reasonable bills. They don't like the prices going up uh, all over the place, and. They love the Internet and how they've come to know it because of how they've used it. They don't want anyone. They don't want any big guy or ISP or whomever they are. To use Washington language, we can use a whole other language around this. They do not want anyone slowing down or being shoved into a, into a slow lane. They just don't. And what's a, a very interesting to me is the following that um, uh, the, the very early startups in my district, which I love to go to, all I have to do is walk out of my office, downtown Palo Alto, and walk within a mile, two-mile radius, and you can go into 10, 15, 17 businesses, seven people, 11 people, nine people, 21 people. They are adamantly opposed to what uh, 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 the chairman uh, um, uh, you know, proposed. 
And, you see, they don't have teams of lawyers. They can't afford to hire them. They, uh, uh, they don't have um, uh, uh, they, they can't afford to send a lobbyist to Washington or have uh, someone representing them here. So they see uh, uh, this as hugely menacing to them. Uh, they're not so prescriptive. They look to us to resolve it, but they know what will not work for them. Now, this is, this is very important in my view because uh, obviously I'm proud of the name brand businesses in my district. They're huge now. I remember when I talked to Eric Schmidt at a dinner party or a cocktail party years ago, and I said, Eric, tell me what you're doing, what you're up to. He said, well, I've decided to go with these two young fellows and whatever. I said, well, tell me what the company is. He said, it's Google. I said, what did you say? You know. Well, I mean, everyone in the world knows what that, uh, what that one word represents today. But we want future Googles. We want new companies to be born. You have to have policy that's going to allow uh, and motivate new companies to be born, have those opportunities in the pipeline, and allow them to grow. So I think it's up to us to find what is going to work, what's going to work. So uh, sections and titles, most frankly, don't mean that much to me. I decided just to erase everything that was on the blackboard and, and say, what is going to work here? I think if you go to 202, it's in there. Now, I'm not an attorney, and uh, Chairman Wiley, I'm sure, and I are going to have a conversation about this. We will. Others have. I had so many friends that I was on the communicators over the weekend where you always did such a great job. But I never listen and watch myself. So, But uh, there were so many people that called me friends and said, don't you go near that. Don't you go near that. You're going to make enemies and whatever. I said, you know what? I, I'm just going to try to do what's right, you know, and uh, uh, it, it's not ideological for me. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, uh, section, uh, um, a Title II, uh, you don't have to go with the, uh, uh, again, with what's, uh, what I think is a heavy regulatory hand where you have, uh, you know, price caps and unbundling and uh, rate of return regulation and all of that. There are, there are a couple of areas that I think would be important to speak to in this um, and language drawn up on it, uh, and uh, it is somewhere in, uh, in Title II, and that, and that is privacy and, and access to, uh, 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 to, these, uh, uh, to the platform uh, for the disabled, and I don't think that's menacing to, uh, uh, to anyone. So I, I think that those values need to be built in. Uh, but really, I've gone to look at over 3 million people have weighed in at the FCC. I've heard from thousands of people. Um, I want us to get it right this time and get past this because we have large issues to deal with. And, uh, uh, but I, I have no question in my mind that, uh, uh, that the American people have um, – uh, they have strong views about what they like and what works. And they don't want that. Uh, uh, they don't want anyone to interrupt that. And if this is not that they view the world in terms of black and white and good guys and bad guys. They just don't want any kind of discrimination and any blocking. So, do a light regulatory approach. Uh, it because I think this is the place, most importantly, especially that section, that will pass muster with the court. 
So thank Did you. Did I make it sound too simple? <laughs> Took a long time to say. No, no, there's, there's yeah. a lot to talk about there. Yeah. So, uh, and we don't have. Uh, we could spend all day uh, just I on this one issue. Could. But yeah. do you think? So there's been some discussion. This came up in the Senate Judiciary Committee uh, uh, hearing yesterday. Uh, it was actually a very civil discussion. Do you think it's time for a, nice. a comprehensive? Yes. Yeah. It's always nice. It's a relief. <laughs> it was. Yeah, it was uh, yeah, a lot of uh, interesting personalities mm -hmm. up there. So it was okay. good that uh, everyone was civil. But. Um, do you think uh, it's starting to become time for a rewrite of the 1934 Act, a comprehensive uh, reexamination at least? Well, there, there are many members that are interested in it, and uh, uh, it's okay with me to examine anything. But I, I think that going, if we are going to do this, that we need to develop uh, a roadmap for ourselves. Because I think if you just throw something out there and say, hey, let's just rewrite the Telecommunications Act. Well, I mean, I, I remember uh, uh, when I first went on to the Energy and Commerce Committee, it was only my second term, my third and fourth year uh, in, uh, in the Congress, and the Telecom uh, uh, Act was being written. In fact, I was a conferee, you know, and um, uh, there had been scores of lobbyists that had raised their children, sent them to private schools, had sent them to college, built the pool at the house, and all of that. That was all on lobbying for the Telecommunications Act. So this does not, my, my point is, um, uh, uh, you know, I'm using that uh, to make you smile, but there's a point in this, and that is it takes time. It takes time because once these words are written, they become law, they walk into people's lives. They walk into businesses' lives. Uh, it has an effect on our national economy. And we're the leaders of the world in all of these areas. And we want to assure that, uh, uh, that uh, America, I'm never interested in America being 17th and 27th and 11th. I want America to be number one in everything, uh, in everything good, I, I should say. <laughs> so. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'll, I'll work if this is uh, 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 the direction that uh, is decided upon. But I, I do think that we, we should, on a, uh, on a bipartisan basis, uh, listen to each other about the areas that each member that's there, um, and we deal with these issues all the time, uh, what each member thinks is a key issue that needs to be addressed or where a reform needs to be made. And... Uh, uh, and, and then uh, proceed. Now, obviously, along the way, when you have hearings, you listen to experts uh, and consumers, uh, you're always going to learn something that you hadn't thought of before. Uh, but I think we need a roadmap. So, uh, uh, you know, and I, I think that video, uh, our video uh, uh, laws need to be reformed. I mean, I, I think what's going on with retrans and the, the money involved in this has gotten to be a racket. In plain English, so uh, there, there are there are things that need to be reformed. I have my ideas. I don't know whether uh, they'd be accepted or not, but um, yeah, I'm I'm open to it. I don't think that we should be afraid of reform at all. So and I think there's a case to be made for it. So with the video reform uh, mm -hmm. effort that's going on now, so there's a reauthorization of Stella and right. uh, Stavra and all sorts of other Washington acronyms. Uh, so what do you think the prospects are? What's going to happen here? Uh, well, I believe that the Senate uh, committee voted yesterday, and um, uh, let me put it this way. 
what I am, uh, what I already know is, is that uh, whatever idea you have, and you think it's just such a terrific idea, and that a lot of people are going to come behind it, and actually, a lot of people did. There were some real strange bedfellows around uh, 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 the Video Choice Act that I had introduced late last year. Um, everything is not accomplished in one Congress, and so I, I have to be satisfied that. We'd raise the issue up, and I would, uh, you know, I really like had my needle stuck on this. So even if a hearing wasn't about anything to do with it, I would still raise it to get it on the record, and uh, 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 you know, uh, for whatever it's worth relative to advancing public opinion on it. And um, uh, Senator Thune and uh, Senators Thune and Rockefeller um, uh, warmed to the idea. So uh, that's very good. Uh, Senator Rockefeller, of course, is retiring, but uh, I think that we have something to build on in the next Congress. We, we really didn't make it uh, uh, out of that committee with what I was hoping, even some of, you know, smaller reforms to it. Um, uh, but you know what? I mean, you, you can't be discouraged. It, around here, if you get discouraged just about that in this period of time, then you don't belong in the Congress. Uh, you have to play the long game, you know, and uh, uh, I think that it always starts with a very important idea, meritorious idea, and then you work with people to uh, uh, to move it. So it's not going to happen. It's a, uh, the Stella bill is um, is just a Stella bill. It doesn't have anything uh, uh, earth shattering it, but it's important that we get it done. It, I don't even think it should have taken this long. I mean, why would a Stella <laughs> bill take a whole Congress, a two year session, to do? Should have been done last year. But it's, it'll be done, but it's minus what I would like to have seen in it. But I think that this issue does have a future, and uh, I'm going to help create that future. <laughs> I'm not giving up. Good. When you were talking about video a minute ago, you uh, sort of reminded me that uh, as I watch my kids, uh, I have three kids, seven, almost 13, and 15, that the, the mobile screen is quickly becoming the first screen for them, yes. right? And so... Um, and a lot of over-the-top uh, content that they're watching on it. Uh, but it's also consuming a lot of spectrum. Mm -hmm. And uh, we'll talk about unlicensed spectrum in a minute, because mm -hmm. you and I have been allies on yes, that. Yes, um, very much so. But um, in the meantime, the federal government occupies, by some estimates, about 80% of the best spectrum, mm -hmm. um, which is a lot. I think if people uh, thought the federal government occupied 80% of the best land, uh, mm -hmm. there might be a different uh, a viewpoint of all I that. I call it beachfront property. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, or uh, uh -huh. Silicon Valley, uh, which yes. doesn't have beaches, but it's right. still valuable real estate. Well, right? the, the, but, uh, uh, the ocean's not too well, far. It's not too far away. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. But uh, so is it time to start maybe offering the federal government carrots and sticks to have some legislation that would actually help spark? No question the, about it. No question about it. Um, uh, as you're talking about your children, um, God, I wish my kids were that young again. <laughs> I, I told both of my kids last year on their birthdays that it was official. They were both older than their mother. <laughs> so that's what we've got rid of that. But uh, um, th there's no question that uh, uh, this highly valuable spectrum uh, and, uh, and its use and who holds it, uh, a, a, a huge examination of it. Why? You all know. Everything is moving to wireless. Your children are really digital natives. They they are uh, practically born with these uh, um, 
you know, handheld gadgets and, well, and Literally, my youngest was born the same year as the iPhone. It, see, and he that, could use it yeah, before he could yeah, walk. Not yeah. to give a plug, but... But, I know, mean, even, there, even the toys that people buy for small children now uh, carry many and replicate many of the qualities of what uh, your children are uh, viewing and how they're using it and uh, all of that now. So, but that requires spectrum. It requires spectrum. There's an insatiable appetite for spectrum. Now, when we started the whole... Uh, uh, bill uh, relative to uh, uh, to spectrum, uh, I, I had served uh, for almost a decade on the House Intelligence Committee, and I I I, I know that uh, these agencies, especially in the national security arena, the Defense Department, uh, and others, hold vast swaths of uh, of spectrum. But we had to bring them in, and I said to Greg uh, uh, Walden, uh, yes, in hearings but also in conversations with each other. Uh, hearings are very important, but there are other ways to communicate, too, by sitting and talking and exchanging and saying we have this challenge. Make them part of the uh, solution as well. Uh, now, uh, um, Congressman Guthrie, Congresswoman Matsui, and myself introduced a bill on, uh, on sharing of spectrum. Uh, the President's Commission, I think, uh, 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 put forth a very, very thoughtful plan. I was surprised that it was rejected as fast as it was. I think it was because the pres- it was the president's appointment, you know, his because um, it was associated with the president. So, of course, you know, why not take nope over hope, you know? But uh, at any rate, you know, I mean, I, I don't know how spectrum should uh, ever becomes uh, <laughs> partisan. But um, uh, uh, we succeeded in working really rather successfully um, I don't think it's all done myself, uh, but I think it's a it's a real first that we uh, uh, got the cooperation of uh, uh, of the Pentagon, um, uh, you know, to and it is a carrot and sticks because there is, guess what, money involved in it. So if they give up something, then they they get something, uh, which is a good way to go. I mean, I you know, human beings respond to that. And uh, so that's the way we built it. But uh, now we're coming up to the first auction in the history of the world that's ever been structured this way. So, um, and, and that act, by the way, passed with a large bipartisan majority. Huge bipartisan of majority. So congratulations, yeah, we, we, you were. We worked a, very a huge hard leader. on that. Yeah. Now there are different takes on it too. I mean, there's some people that think uh, the only reason that we did that was, uh, or the most important thing I should say is. Uh, um, uh, you know, uh, a nationwide interoperable public safety network. Um, you know, I was the mother of that, you know, at the committee. I think you all know that there was only one recommendation of the 9-11 Commission that the Congress had not made good on. And, I mean, that fateful day when police and fire went into the towers, they could not communicate with each other. And, I, you know, in my mind would drift about that, I would stop myself and say, don't even think about, you can't help but think, though, if that were not the case, would they, what else they would have been able to do? But uh, uh, I thought it was very important that we um, make good on that recommendation um, uh, of the commission for our country, and that's uh, part of the act. Uh, but I think, and that's, it's in a very important part, uh, but I think all the parts of it, and there is deficit reduction in it too, and um, uh, 
which is always a reflection, you know, the, people say, well, why did this thing come in with this and that come in with this and it really was supposed to be just about that and then you have all these other working parts? Well, there are 50-some members of the committee and uh, they all have different priorities. So somehow you have to make room for uh, and negotiate and uh, put votes together, you know, for the large item of spectrum uh, and, uh, and these other things that are in it. So... Uh, I think the FCC is working very hard to be on schedule to conduct this. And, um, uh, uh, you know, I, I, I pray that it goes well because it's a, it's a huge step. It's a huge step. I wish I were interviewing you on it to see how you think it's going to work. But well, you can come back. We can do okay. it. You interview me. Okay. okay. That would be That's fun. Awesome. But you're absolutely right. It's the, it'll be the most complex auction in world yes. uh, history. Yes. Um, yes. Uh, but very, very important. Very too. important. Uh, very important. important. I see we're almost out of time. I don't want to get David from your office mad at me. Uh, well, it's but not it, about making anyone mad, except my constituents, because yes. they say we're going to have votes at one. Do we have time for maybe votes, one question? They have every right to right. ask me why I miss them. Can we do one or maybe one or two quick, quick questions from the audience? We have uh, Rachel in the back, or somebody who's going to have a microphone in the back. Uh, several microphones in the back. Anyone like to ask a question? Raise your hand. We're going to get a microphone to you. There's so. someone right there. And we'll make it quick. Keep your hand up because she didn't see you. Now wave it around and, and yell, help, help. <laughs> Got it. Have I mastered it? Yes. David King, National Defense University. Yes, Net I neutrality did. is such a loaded question, Any a loaded term. Net neutrality, of course, is not neutral. People are going to get slowed down because of the massive use by things like network, like uh, Netflix, I should say. I mean, how is it different in the analogy of a toll road? Well, I think what the chairman proposed creates the toll road. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, companies, and especially companies that have, uh, have resources, they're going to go every which way to make sure that they get what they need in order to put their product out. I don't hold it against Netflix for the choices that they make given the landscape that they have to operate on. Uh, it, it's not up to me to get into people's business plans. Um, but uh, uh, I think that, uh, um, you know, it's a, it, it's a term that, I don't know. It's like talking about pablum or something. I don't know the term. I, I, it, well, it was an academic and a lovely man that came up with the term net neutrality. But people know what, what it the, the term doesn't ring with maybe if my grandmother were still alive. Uh, but for a whole swath of the, of the uh, 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 American public, they know that they want the Internet to be accessible they don't want any blocking. They don't want any discrimination. They want transparency. They want the thing to work. And they do not want anyone to be able to be favored over someone else. They've, you know what? They've made that very clear. So it's up to us to figure out how to produce that. And, um, uh, you know, uh, I, I hear from companies, small, medium, and large, those that are just ideas that are waiting to be born, and uh, people have different takes on it, and it's fascinating. But we have to weave this together to make it work. This is a driver of our national economy. It's a driver in terms of how uh, this generation is being educated, how they actually learn instead of memorizing that they analyze. This is the most important tool 
in education. So this isn't just some luxury that's hanging around, that in a big company you can have more, and uh, who cares whether you know Netflix has to uh, uh, cut a deal with, uh, with some big outfit so that they can have uh, uh, you know, the speed that they need and the capacity and the access and all of that for their, uh, for their product. Those are all important things. We have to rise above that. We've got to figure out how to make this work given the challenges that are there. Then let the businesses and, uh, um, and our system flourish. Let them compete to knock each other's blocks off, but fairly, but fairly, fairly. I think that's what consumers, American people want. And then you'll really have something. And I think we'd really be cooking economically, too. Very, uh, one last very quick question on any other topic. Uh, very, very brief. And then we have to get out here for votes. Can I just say something? Yeah. Usually when I'm looking out at an audience, I can read an audience. I can't read this audience. It's very academic. You know, I know. You're, I, I they're know, thinking. It's is, a think tank. Uh, they think I think here. it's a real compliment yeah. to you. But at any rate, yeah. <laughs> they're, thinking. they're thinking. I want it to be, so, yeah. <laughs> Um, Kyle Daly, reporter with SNL Kagan. Um, I'm just what? wondering, I'm sorry, SNL Kagan. Um, just wondering, Retrans is getting a lot of attention. Uh-huh. Obviously, you know, you've got local choice in the Senate. Um, we're not seeing as much around carriage, which you know is responsible for for higher prices, um, both on a per capita and overall basis. Um, particularly sports programming. Yeah. Is there anything about that? Any plans to to do something? Um, either as part of the retrans conversation or separately? Well, I think that uh, we need legislation to address this. Uh, I think that this needs to be vetted very, very thoroughly on its own without bias uh, in hearings in the next Congress. Uh, there was a very important reporter. I'm not going to talk about who he represented, but this is a very mature reporter that had listened to a hearing that we had and I, I, I was still there because, I don't know, I dropped my papers and then I was asking my staff something or whatever. <laughs> well, I looked up and the, everyone had cleared out of the hearing room. This is fascinating to me. And a lovely gentleman, very thoughtful. He has covered this sector for years. So this is a, this is a sophisticated person. So he came up and I, how are you, how are you? And I said, wasn't this just so interesting? Do you know he didn't understand it? He did not understand, so I walked through a story, and that's when he got it. So I say that because this needs to move up. We need to leverage this. It needs to move up because uh, on retrans and the fees and the blackouts, uh, people are really being, excuse me for putting it this way, but it really is the raw truth. They're being screwed because consumers are still paying for that time where they don't receive what they paid for it. Um, and it's not a sustainable business plan because the more fees that are extracted, the more fees that are extracted, uh, a business can't absorb it. They have to pass it on to the consumer. And right now, consumers want more choice, not less. They certainly are not going to say, hey, I'm all for a blackout, and and they're complaining about uh, uh, the cost, you see. So uh, I think retrans, the fees, um, all of the issues that surround this uh, uh, really need a, a, a good airing, a good airing so that members understand it and they can uh, uh, really do a deep dive on it. Um, 
and then come up with the, the right solution. So I, I hope I've addressed your question. That's the way I heard it. But um, uh, it, it's not going to happen in this Congress. I, I know that, and I said something about that earlier. But that's all right. We developed some – we lifted the issue up. We created a platform. We've put out ideas. And there are Republicans that are interested in this as well. It's not just Anna issue. But I, I, I've never been able to figure out whether it's, a, you know, why retrans and all of that would ever be partisan anyway. But these days, the Congress is capable of making, uh, you know, um, just about anything and everything partisan. But we'll stay away from that and just go straight at the issue. Well, thank you very much. Can we please give her a warm thank you? She is terrific. We're delighted and honored to have you here. Thank you. And delighted, to, uh, David, to have two commitments. No, I'm teasing. For her to come back. Yes. Uh, but we'd love to have her come back on a Friday. Uh, it things, would be so. an honor to. Thank you, everyone. You're a wonderful audience. And to uh, Commissioner McDowell, my friend, thank you. Thank, thank you. you. You're always a source of inspiration to me. And I couldn't mean that more. Thank you. Thank you, Chairman thank Wiley. You. Thank you. Thank you, everyone.